The LA Clippers season is still over, live from Cancun. But we still have got to be thinking about next season, right? Where do we go from here? And in this episode, I'm going to break down the three options and the three directions in which the Clippers can go, and which one sounds the most appealing? Well, I want you to tell me on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team, every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, in my 18th going on 19th season as a Clipper fan. I got to get used to doing something else for the intro this summer. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where I'm continuously making content, LA Sports, and the playoffs. And remember, Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to tell me which one of the three options that I list do you want to do. Now, of course, I would prefer you wait till I make my argument for them all and then comment. But the first option is to run it back. The second option is to retool. And the third is to rebuild. So I guess we're going to have to start out with running it back. So Lawrence Frank, based on the presser, and if you haven't seen the episode that I posted on Friday, you should, because I talked about, or just watch Lawrence Frank's press conference, um, I just basically commented on some of the things that he said, and one of those things that he did say was that we're committed to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard long-term, as long as we can have them, and look, I'm going to be real, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I don't think they're going to want to leave their home. You know, they chose to come here. Kawhi Leonard chose to come here in free agency. Paul George chose to request a trade here and is and said on record that he wants to retire a Clipper. Now, I don't think Kawhi Leonard's ever going to say these kind of things as I, you know, as I said on my own channel. He's not like a big organization guy in the sense that like he's going to talk about all the things like I'm a Clipper and I'm going to be here forever. Like he's just not that kind of guy. Doesn't come out and say these kind of things. He just, you know, kind of stays in the moment at that current season and the goals of the team in that season. Whereas Paul George, you know, he'll say sometimes he, he needs to stick, he needs to be quiet sometimes. But, you know, given Podcast P, we're going to be having a lot more quotes this summer. So honestly, with Podcast P, might give us more material for Locked On Clippers. So thank you, Paul George. Keep tuning into Podcast P. At least we can, you know, hear what Paul George's lens is on all this. But he did come out and say that Clipper Nation hang tight like we are going to get it right. And it does mean a lot to hear that from him. But at this point, you know, Clipper fans want to see action. They don't want to hear this, you know, the talk anymore from the players or the organization. Now, as far as the run it back is concerned, I mean, the thing about the run it back is the only thing stopping the Clippers really is health, you can say. Because we still have not lost a series with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Ty Lue together. We haven't. So until we see them lose, then we can evaluate what the duo looks like in the playoffs and, you know, what they need around them. But until you see that, there's this level of unknown in which the Clippers, you still haven't seen this play out to the end. 
with Ty Lue. The only chance was with Glenn Rivers in the bubble, and you know that was an interesting set of circumstances that I'm not going to make any excuses for. The Clippers came up short, but at the same time, it's hard to really just go off on them for that. That team was flawed a little bit, and the vibes just didn't seem right from the beginning. It just kind of seemed like they were winning on talent because Paul George is out in the entire season, not the entire season, but like half the season damn near, and Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell were able to pick up 20 points each night for the team off the bench. So that kind of picked up the slack, and Kawhi was awesome in that regular season, and the vibes were so high. That was my senior year of college, so sadly I wasn't here to experience those vibes except for winter break. But that regular season, I just don't think that was it. 2021, obviously, at this point has felt like the one, and we came up short Well, we came up short because of injury. And again, in 2023, we can get Kawhi back. Injury. Every single year it's been injury, so until we see this team lose together there's no reason to say that it can't work in the playoffs to win a championship we've seen Kawhi Leonard be that guy he still looks like very much that guy he said that the ACL rehab is a two-year process and this was year one which makes you think if he was that great in year one how great can he be in year two now the meniscus tear obviously is going to put a hold on some of these things and he's gonna have to rehab from now a new injury but hopefully he'll be back early next season and I mean, at the same time, I think the way Kawhi Leonard bounced back from that injury, I think he'll be just fine coming back from this injury. Yes, he's turning 32 this summer, but 32 is still not 35. And Kawhi, as good as he looked, and he doesn't need the most explosion and athleticism to do his thing. He's so skilled. He's extremely strong. He's very fundamentally sound. He's a bucket. As for Paul George, I mean, he... he would have played if we had made it to the second round so the second round starts this phoenix denver series starts on saturday so i would assume he would have been back in this upcoming week had the clippers advanced now this week paul george is turning 33 years old so but that being said he still moves pretty well the the main thing with the Kawhi and paul th- uh, running it back is you know their injury uh history and you know them being injury prone but in terms of let you know just the basketball side of it i mean they haven't lost yet so like you want to give it a shot you don't want to give up on that especially when if you do give up one of these guys either you may not get a good return and especially in Kawhi Leonard's case there are very few guys that have shown that they can win a championship as the best player and we have a player that has and that's something you got to consider but coming up, going to talk about option number two, and that is to retool. Going to be talking about that coming up. All right. So second option, we talked about running it back because we haven't seen Paul George and Kawhi Leonard lose in the playoffs with Ty Lu just yet. But when I say run it back, let me just read the payroll. These are the guys that are not guaranteed to come back next year. Bones Highland has a team option. I'm almost positive the Clippers are going to opt into that because why wouldn't they? $2 million for Bones Highland. I mean, absolutely should opt into that. Um, Mason Plumley is not guaranteed to be there next year. And then Eric Gordon is not guaranteed to be there next year, I don't think. It says that he has a not fully guaranteed amount, but I'm not 100% sure if we he has a team option on that. Um, it says... 2023-24 is not guaranteed. I read somewhere that it was a team option, but on basketball reference, it's not telling me. But let's just say Eric Gordon is not 100% guaranteed to come back next year, and Mason Plumley the same, and then Bones Highland. I would put my money on Bones Highland coming back. As far as Mason Plumley and 
Um, Eric Gordon. I think Eric Gordon is past it. I love Eric Gordon to death. Um, but he only played really well offensively in game one of the series. And we needed him to step up. Defensively, he wasn't terrible. Like, the fact that he actually had to guard KD and, you know, didn't get 30 dropped on him every single game, held his own. I mean, part of that has to do with KD's lack of aggressiveness at times and deferral to Booker. But um, Eric Gordon's defense, his off, just his overall impact was not that great. Like, looking back, we probably should not have traded Kennard. Obviously, Eric Gordon has games defensively that Kennard's just not capable of having, and he gets to the rim a little bit better, but the, there's still upside with Kennard. His best years are still to come. Eric Gordon is 35. And by the way, considering that he's supposed to be making $20 million next year, no, nah, I, I don't think that <laughs> the Clippers are going to buy into that. As far as Mason Plumley, I think he's a good backup. Now, there is a lack of foot speed and athleticism with Plumley and Zubats both being the starting center. You don't have a pick-and-pop big there, and you don't have a switchable big there. So you might want to consider going another direction, but I don't know what free agent bigs are out there. You know, so honestly, if you can, Mason Plumley on a vet minimum, I think at this point when he's 33 years old, he's just made $9 million a year. I think he'd be down for a vet minimum. He doesn't have that many years left, even though he's still solid. This is his role, a backup center on a good team. And to be fair to Mason Plumley, he was really good in the playoffs. Um, I don't know if a team's going to pay him like nine or 10 million. If a team pays him nine or 10 million, 10, nine or 10 million he's out of here. But there's a good chance the Clippers bring him back, I think. If they can get him to agree to a small contract, I think they'll bring him back. And obviously, you know, after the mistake last year with letting Hartenstein go, the Clippers are not going to allow themselves to not have a backup big man next year. Now, in terms of retooling, there's two different ways you can retool. One, actually three different ways, to be fair. One is you just replace the supporting cast. You keep Paul George and Kawhi, but you replace the supporting cast. Robert Covington, if Ty Lue remains head coach of the Clippers, he needs to get traded because he will not play him, I don't think. Unless... He'll, the Clippers trade Marcus Morris, who, by the way, is owed $17 million next year. He's on an expiring contract. I think a lot of teams would take his inspire, expiring contract. It's obviously not good for that particular year, but the Clippers have to trade Marcus Morris. I, I, I don't even want to get even more in-depth about it. Marcus Morris is old. This team needs to get younger, and just he had a terrible season after the first two months. I don't even need to have to go further into this because I don't want to pile on to him because Marcus has given a lot to the Clippers and he's been, you know, maligned this year for his play and I don't want to further do that. I've done, I've done that enough this year. The point is the Clippers need to trade him. They need to get that contract off the books and they need to get him off the roster so Ty Lue does not play him more than other deserving guys. Robert Covington... I would love to see him play decent minutes next year and get a real rotation spot. If Marcus Morris goes, there's a good chance that happens. But who knows with Ty Lue and his, with the way he treats Covington. As for Nicholas Batum, he clearly had it, you know, aged this year. His three ball was wildly inconsistent. He's usually extremely consistent. And defensively, he took a step down as well. He's owed $11 million next year, almost $12 million. That's pretty hefty. It's definitely more than he's probably worth at this point. But I'm down to keep him for one last year and then let him walk or retire in the summer. I think, you know, it could be his last season. He's done a lot of good things in the NBA. However, he's pretty healthy. See, he's 34, right? Yeah, 34 years old. When is he turning 35? Okay, so next season in December, he'll be turning 35. 
Yeah, I think the Clippers can keep him. I think Nico can still be good off the bench. I really do. I just think that the problem with Nico this year was you expect him to be the Clippers' best power forward. The Clippers need to upgrade that spot. Absolutely. And that's where I think you're going to look to see the retool come in. Is you're going to get rid of Marcus Morris, but I think they may get rid of Covington too or Nico. Now, a lot of teams could use Nicholas Batum off the bench. A lot. Um, including, you know, I, I, guess I still think the Clippers, if he's just a backup and we know that's what he's going to be, I think he can still be very solid. I love Nico, and, I, and, he's, and he's fairly available as well. He's got a high basketball IQ. Um, and overall, in the season, Nicholas Batum, you know, when you look at the average, he still shot 39% from three, but in the playoffs, he only shot 35. So you want him to shoot better than that. In the 2021 playoffs, he shot 39. So... That's the one thing. He's definitely declining. Um, if the Clippers trade both Marcus Morris and Nico Batum to get a younger four, uh, I'm not opposed. And I would honestly consider, and there's going to be, again, there's so much, so many scenarios we can talk about this summer on various episodes, and you will he- be hearing them. But one thing I think the Clippers should look into is trying to package one or two of these guys to Atlanta for John Collins. Because that would make us younger. That would add a lot of athleticism. And they, I think Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, if they want to keep that, those two together, they want a true pick-and-pop four. And Nicholas Batum offers that. He's a true pick-and-pop four. You know, John Collins shot like 31% from three this season. A guy that can shoot 39% and is a high IQ guy, a vet for that team, I think that would be a good fit for them. Um, or, or Covington, quite frankly. Especially with a Kongwu out there in Capella, they'll have some size and they'll have you know some good rim protection to make up for him being maybe a little bit undersized. But Nicholas Batum and Robert Covington, for today's NBA, they're pretty solid size at the four. I think the problem is the Clippers roster lacked athleticism around them, so it kind of just shows their age even more. But yeah, so in terms of retooling, that's what you know you suspect. Go maybe get a, a another backup center. Maybe you put Brandon Boston in the rotation if Eric Gordon goes. Now he's your backup alongside Norman Powell off the bench. Uh, I don't see Bones Highland starting. He's probably going to continue to come off the bench. So honestly, yeah, never mind. I don't see Brandon again unless they want. They could put Brandon at the three off the bench, like a third. You know, he's not a small guard by any means. So I think that's an area to look into next season is to play a bench of Bones, Norm, and uh, Brandon Boston for some scoring punch. And Brandon Boston's defensive potential, I always say this on the show, but his defensive potential is very good. He's got very long arms and good hands. Um, and he's got good size as well. I think with more reps, he could be a good defender in this league, especially off the ball. But Norman Powell and Bones Highland, I don't think you need to make any additions off the bench. That is your scoring. Now you got to put defense and size around them and some athleticism. Norman Powell and Bones Highland are not unathletic by any means. Bones is very quick off the bounce. He's got long arms. Um, he has good agility, dexterity. Norman Powell is a you know like a built like a running back, um, and he's got some of the most explosion on the team, and he's the best at attacking closeouts. So just keep getting some athleticism and defense around them, because that's the the areas where Norman Powell and Bones Highland, while they did show some decency, decent defense in the playoffs, um, in the you know over the course of a season their defense is not very good and I still wouldn't consider them good defenders so you got to put some good defense around them but off the bench I like those two coming off the bench you're gonna have to think about the starting point guard position if you can't get Westbrook back and I don't think you're gonna because he's gonna get paid more than a vet minimum and given the new collective bargaining agreement it's gonna be hard for the Clippers to do anything different unless they get some of these contracts off the books and bring Westbrook back which I'm down for completely 
But that's the retooling, you know. And I think that's the most likely route the Clippers are going to go is to try to keep the two stars and then try to get better role players, get a little younger around them. Now, there's a third way of retooling, and that is to go and get a third star. Now, that'll probably gut our depth a bit. You might see Terrence Mann or Norman Powell or maybe even both go out the door. That would be tough to stomach. That would be tough to stomach, and it depends who the third star is. Are they going to be better than Paul George? Is Paul George going to become a third option? Is he going to be able to be okay with that? You know, the whole shot distribution thing is already a little complicated with Paul George and Kawhi already. You know, we talk about sometimes Paul George doesn't shoot enough. Sometimes he shoots too much. Sometimes Kawhi doesn't shoot enough. We rarely complain about Kawhi shooting too much. Honestly, we don't really compare about either of them shooting too much, in my opinion. So that's a thing. If you bring in a third star that's another guy that can score, it's just a little bit eh. But the reason you really want to bring in a third star is because these two are unavailable, you know? And in games that they're load managing or they're going to be rested, you'll have another guy. Now, I'm only saying that if Westbrook sides another team, which I think is likely. You trade for a third star. Kyrie Irving is a free agent this summer. We don't have the space to sign him. And I don't know if I want Kyrie Irving either. He hasn't helped the team win games in a long time. I don't know. If, I mean, that's a little bit harsh. He helps win games, but I don't think he has made any teams better. Let's put it that way. So those are the three options for retooling. You get a third star. We have all summer to you know kind of contemplate who that could be. You can keep Paul George and Kawhi and just get better role players around them. Or you can actually no. I think those are the two, those are the two ways. I said three ways, huh? You can get better role players around them. You can get a third star. Oh, I forgot the third way. Okay, I remember now. The other way is you trade one of them, but not both. Obviously, get a different star, or maybe get some depth. I don't think it's gonna be depth. It would have to be a different star, somebody more available. And maybe a little bit younger. Who that could be, we got all summer to figure that out. But those are the options for retooling. You trade one of them, you just get a better supporting cast, which I think is the most likely scenario by keeping both. Or you go out and get a third star and you probably gut the depth so that we're not very as deep anymore. But we'll see. Coming up, going to be talking about the last option, the most unlikely one, the one that Bomber said to the fans that we are never really going to fully do, and that is to rebuild. Going to be talking about that coming up. All right. So the final option for the Clippers. We talked about running it back. We talked about retooling in three different ways you could do that. Now we're going to talk about rebuilding. So the benefits of this is if you think that the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, this experiment is not going to work, they can't stay healthy, they're not a good pair for each other, whatever it may be, then and you think that the Clippers need a full restart because they're both damaged goods, then you got to trade the farm. Trade them all, get as much as you can, and hopefully you can get some picks back because we traded all of them to uh, to Oklahoma City. So maybe we can have a little bit of a future to look forward to. Keep the young guys, Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston, Jason Preston, uh, Musa Diabate, Bones Highland, and then just add some young players and have you know a rebuilding effort. But Steve Ballmer has two problems with this. One, he wants to open the arena with stars. That's a problem if we rebuild. Secondly, he said that he doesn't like choosing to be bad. 
when you can be good, when you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George still playing at a high level, and you choose to give them away to be a worse team, Steve Ballmer, and he makes a good point, you could be bad for a while. And considering we're a second-tier market in this city, the worst thing that could happen is if we move to the Intuit Dome and we don't sell out a lot the first couple of years. In fact, if we have bad attendance because we don't have a star, that's going to make the whole investment look silly. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Clipper fan base is growing, but I don't think years like this year help at all, especially with the Lakers now making it further, which was not expected at all before the season. So, in conclusion, you have the option of keeping the core together and just kind of running it back. Just letting the guys that are free agents walk, the Eric Gordons, the Mason Plumleys, bringing back Bones Highland, and maybe getting a couple role players and trying to get Westbrook back if you can. The pros and cons to that are the pro, we haven't seen them lose with Ty Lue in a healthy series. The cons, they're never healthy. The second one, the retooling. The first one is to keep them and get role players. As I said, that's the most logical option that the Clippers are going to probably do. And then the other one, trade one of them. I don't know if they do that because you also have to talk to one of them. You know, who do you trade? Do you trade Paul George because he's not as good as Kawhi Leonard? Maybe. But is Kawhi cool with that? He's the one that recruited Paul George. And then, and that's also just... I know the Clippers can be ruthless. They did it to Reggie. They did it to Lou. They did it to Blake. But, man, doing it to Paul George after the way they've made them the face of the franchise is just, that would be harsh. He wants to be here. And then Kawhi, you know, he chose to come. He is still. Like, the worst thing, you don't want to trade Kawhi and then he's healthy somewhere else and then you see him in the playoffs going off. That would be the biggest regret. So trading one of them is an option. Gets Get another star maybe younger. And then obviously the last one is to totally rebuild. Trade them both, get younger, get some picks back, because our future is looking bleak as it is. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dime Dropper. And of course, subscribe to Locked On Clippers and let me know which option do you think is the best. Do you want to retool? Do you and which of the retooling options, which one do you like the best? Do you want to rebuild or do you want to run it back? The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers.